What's up, guys, and welcome to BitCast, episode 117 for the month of February 2024. I'm your host, Jake Martin. On the mics, as always, we have Landry Smith. What's up, dude? Jake, what's up, man? It's good to see you. Good to hear you. Another month. It's been so long. Yeah, man. It has been. And a lot has happened. So it has many, been a busy February. So many things have happened. So many not good things. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a drab February. I guess that's fitting for the season. Some some good some good things did happen this month. Yes. Um, but yeah. So last we talked, um, you know, we were we were just getting started off and we were we were just trying out this new monthly format. Um, got got a little bit of feedback from like some close friends. Like Mark was like, "Hey, love what you guys are doing. Just uh, give us some more like hard opinions. Just like yeah. don't don't just tell me the news. Like tell me what you think about the news. He wants he wants those hot takes. Does he, he wants the hot takes? And I don't even know if we have the hot takes, Landry. You and I, I are know, pretty man. level headed, but we are. Yeah, we're very logical people. I we'll think. try to yeah, we'll try to cut through the noise to give you guys. The, the important things you need to know in this podcast. So if you Although are tuning I, in, you know, we, we had someone call, call me a skip Bayless, uh, this week. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, like the hot take King. So <laughs> maybe I need to tone it down a little bit. When you get fired up, when you get fired up, I do think yeah. that you can, uh, you can say some things that I think, uh, most other people may or may not agree with. Maybe, you know? maybe that's true. But if you are tuning in, we are, uh, Landry and I have this, this format, and it's, it's dedicated strictly for those people who want to be involved in gaming, but don't really have the time to do it. You see, there's a lot of news out there. And we're cutting through that uh, just to give you the most important distilled information for the whole month of February. And we do it in like four sections. So we have the month in gaming news, game and watch, and then our game of the month club. So if you're tagging along, you have a whole month to play a game that we're playing and we'll talk about it. Uh, at the end of the month. So it's kind of like a little, little, little book club situation for video games. <laughs> and then our favorite hit game, name that game music where I play three songs for Landry. He has to guess what game it is and what area or level that it appears. Um, and I hope it's to do better than last month. You, you got, you got uh, five points out of I 10. Know. So not bad, not bad, but yeah, I got three this time. Last time we only had one. It's going to be a little more exciting. So, we have a lot to cover, Landry, like, as you mentioned. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and leave the housekeeping for the end. And we're going to jump right into this month in gaming news. <laughs> like there's, that's, where the, that's where the noise comes in. <laughs> Who needs a soundboard when you got Jake, Jake Warren, man? Exactly. Just some explosive noises with my mouth. Ugh. Incredible. No one wants that. All right, so yeah, covering the biggest news from the month with our own curated selection so you don't get bogged down. Let's start at the top here, Landry. Industry stuff you should know about. And at the very, very top, this happened actually in January. We had the PlayStation State of Play where we got a whole bunch of news from PlayStation first-party studios and other just random partners. Actually, I think it may have all just been third-party partners. I don't I don't even know. And uh, There uh, was one big, well, maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. They're all Say third party. Was, yeah, yeah you're right. Because it's yeah, it's Kojima. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so what what do you think of this overall? Like, was there any like standouts and like the announcements for you? Yeah, when I watched it, I thought it like was paced pretty well. I was uh, there was a couple titles I was kind of stoked about. But what's interesting is we were talking about it before the show, and you're like, "What was on that state of play?" And this was like three weeks ago, and I was like, "Man, I have no idea. I can't even remember." <laughs> so none of it made too much of a, an impression outside of death stranding which looked really cool and i didn't play the first one 
and I am not the biggest Kojima fan, and that's not necessarily because I dislike Kojima. It's more because I have not given him the time, probably, that mm. his games deserve, mostly speaking about Metal Gear or Solid. Right. Um, so, you know, I hope this year to actually play through the Metal Gear Solid games. Um, but now I'm really interested in Death Stranding because that trailer looks pretty cool. It, you know, like all Kojima trailers, it was like, you have no... I never got my bearings. Like I, so I have weird. no idea what's going on, but the absurdity of it all. Um, and there's no denying that there is, you know, there's an appeal to the kind of weirdness and, and the, there's almost like this just strange beauty to it all. So yes. I'm interested. It, it, it almost, you know, like now that we're at this um, intersection where AI is so prevalent in creation and art, you almost would say that Kojima is using AI to make some of this stuff because it's just so off the walls and weird looking, but nope, that's just him. That's just, <laughs> just, him. just Kojima. He has the brain of a computer. Weird hand gloves that dude. That was, yeah, that was so strange. And light a cigarette for her. I mean, it was that's probably like the most like memorable image to me. Just, yeah, I don't think I'll get that out of my head for a while. So yeah. And I think that's 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 a that's a good hallmark of a, a trailer that's well done. There's mm-hmm. just moments that stick with you because, like like we said, there were things that we I just completely forgot. I'm like I don't even know what was in here, but right. I did. I will I will give a good shout out to Dragon's Dogma too. Uh, when that was first shown, I actually thought it was uh, maybe Elden Ring or something like that. And then I saw the gameplay. I was like, this looks pretty pretty cool actually. Like the combat I looks agree. nice. There's some magic stuff going on. There's some dragons. Like I'm, I'm, I'm into this. I think when I saw it, that was what I was probably highest on. And then I was really excited to see Ken Levine's new project again, yeah. Judas. It's not the first time we've seen it, and um, it, it's looking very Bioshock esque. But yep. you know that is one of my ten favorite games. So I would say that that you know if Judas is like a spiritual successor to bioshock i'm pretty okay with that if they can pull off you know the same kind of ambiance and atmosphere and you know in-world storytelling it should be special we'll see yeah no i'm I'm super excited for that it's um a game that like scared me a ton as a kid and same <laughs> same it's very terrifying uh but i i, I think I'm a, I'm a big boy now and i should be able to handle it so we'll that see. was one of the first bioshock was one of the first games where i remember hearing commentary on it and actually like reading stuff that was related to the story and like getting into Ayn Rand for the first time. Mm. Uh, so uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good piece of art. If it can get you into other stuff as well. There you go. There you go, folks. So yeah, I thought it was a, a decent state of play, but it kind of left me just like, all right. Yeah. These are all, these are all looking pretty good, but not a lot of like sure, surefire dates on some things. I know dragon's dogma is coming out in March. Uh, but a lot of this stuff was like a first look and just like, hey, it's coming down the road. Um, we'll see. We also got uh, Stellar Blade, which I made this comment and I'm just going to I'm just going to say it here too. like it looks cool. But like the emphasis on the the butts, it's, it's just <laughs> it's just it's just the whole game is about the butts. And it had a very bayonetta vibe. Yes. Which is like, not vi- my vibe. So that's not my vibe. Yeah. But it does look cool, which is a shame because if it it's it's just one of those games where I'm like, this is up on my TV and anybody walks in, they're like, dude, what are you playing right now? It's like, don't. <laughs> it's yeah. a cool game. I'm playing it for the action. Okay. 
Like, right. It's just not. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That that looks like a real near automata or near automata game, you know, like that. Yeah, like those games like Bayonetta and everything, like those always come out and I'm like, please don't score well because I don't want to feel <laughs> and they pressure to play this. And like, yeah, and then they always do, and I'm like, dang. Dang. Now it. like I've like if I want to be hip on the trends, I need to go and, and seek this out. Check and this I've out. actually played uh two of the three bayonetta games and i will say that you know as a character action game they're the cream of the crop but it's still it's just awkward man yeah you know we don't it doesn't have to be that way but you know teach their own teach their own (laughs) all right so let's jump over to the probably i would say one of the the biggest news stories from this month from february the whole microsoft debacle will microsoft become a third-party publisher (laughs) We had a week of some pretty wild speculation. Oh, I mean, even we were speculating in our little group chat. Yeah. But like, it really like it got out of hand so fast. And this is just a clear uh, depiction of how st- just kind of crazy the internet is, and how fast information travels, and how quickly it can just become like way separated from the truth of like what is actually happening. So I, I don't even know how this started. Like, there was a rumor that like Hi-Fi Rush. Like it got leaked that it was coming to like a Xbox and or sorry Nintendo and PS5. Yeah, and Sea of like, Thieves I think was one of the ones that was leaked as well. And so this got out, and it, for like a, a good I don't know how many days, people were just freaking out, saying like, "Holy smokes, Xbox is just like starting to go third party publisher. They're they're dropping all their games on everyone's platform." We talked about it last month, being a dumb take that Xbox is diluting their brand by publishing on other platforms, and that's still a conversation to have, but. This time around, it got out of hand really fast and like it it got real dire. I don't know if you remember <laughs> what it was on Twitter, but you got you had people burning Xboxes. I mean, yes, like selling wild. their Xboxes, going to get PS5s. It's just oh, Xbox sick. content creators like saying, "I'm I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore." Like <sighs> if if they send Starfield to PS5, like just you know, just silly stuff. It really, I mean, but. So the the one thing of that argument that I do think is true, um, if indeed Microsoft sees that porting their games, so I guess we should say this first. They did Xbox had Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and Matt Booty. They all actually got on a podcast with Tina Amini, X I G N um, employee slash podcaster slash I don't know exactly what her title was. She might have been like editor. She was news news yeah yeah i can't remember um sorry tina uh <laughs> got on that podcast to address the, the rumors and basically said yes we're bringing four games over we're bringing sea of thieves hi-fi rush um pentiment and what was the other one well they didn't announce Round. them at the uh they did Round. not announce them on the podcast they specifically oh, right. said we're not going to announce them we're going to let our studios do the announcing because you know they work really hard for this and mm-hmm. um you know i I don't know that they had intended to have this podcast. It's like a lot of Xbox messaging in the past couple of years. It seems like very reactive to the community. Like they want to keep the community involved with their decisions, but really only if something leaks out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and in a way I get that, but I just wish they would be more proactive and on top of it, or just kind of like Sony and Nintendo. They Sony and Nintendo seem to have the confidence to just like not address things. Like Sony's like, <laughs> just basically in a spiral in a tailspin right now. And I don't think we're going to hear from the CEO apologizing uh, nope. for what they're doing right now. So nope. nope, 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 nope. So yes, it was, it was sea of thieves, pentiment, hi-fi rush and grounded. 
um, all coming to either PS5 or Nintendo at a certain time. And then we saw again, I think the in the N- Nintendo Direct this month as well, they showed, I think, Grounded and Pentiment like in the highlight yeah. reel at the very end. And then later that day, Hi-Fi rushed to PS5, but no mm-hmm. Switch announcement. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. What, what uh, the the whole like addressing the the crowd thing just felt like a whole lot of nothing. It just it was yeah. just like, hey, we're we're trying this out. If it's successful, you know, we might consider future options. Who knows? Um, but their whole the whole thing was we're not going to be doing we're not going to be doing like our major first party games on other consoles unless you know day and date day and date basically. Uh, but these other smaller ones that maybe didn't get a lot of life on the Xbox or elsewhere that they feel like would benefit from having, you know, a larger player base, they're going to go ahead and try and bring that, bring them over to other consoles. So, you know, it's just, (laughs) it's just a lot of stuff. It's just, it's just like, what, okay, all right, let's just see what they do. Let's just see what happens. The way I, I, what I heard, what I like took away from it was we're going to try this and if it works, we're going to keep doing it. And if it doesn't work, we'll go back to the drawing board. But their main focus at Xbox now is kind of expanding their player base to as many players as possible. Uh, that was said basically on the podcast, but in you know different uh, phrasing. So if that's yeah. their main focus... We're what the that, largest publishers now on Xbox and PlayStation, or yeah. Nintendo and PlayStation. I was like, ugh. It's wild, yeah. we They bought their way into that. But I mean, I guess yeah. when you think about Activision, Blizzard, and... Uh, <laughs> You know they do they have been like porting stuff over to other consoles for years though right i mean right minecraft has been everywhere ori in the blind forest came to switch and ps5 cuphead came to switch and ps5 so um it's yeah. it's just i don't know i just feel like people make this just huge deals out of things that are very very small there is a case though for the xbox gamer like if all of your if all the Game Pass games if all the Xbox games are coming day and day to to Game Pass, pretty much, then why wouldn't they just go for a PC? Yeah, um, a PC and a PS5 or a PC and Nintendo, like whatever your your shtick is. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, that's a hardcore niche audience. Like you, you were talking a couple weeks ago. Like I don't know if I want to get involved in a PC because I don't want to do all the specking that's required for i don't you know getting into each game like every game you play on pc you've got to like adjust settings to meet the maximum requirements for that specific game and some people really enjoy that and i i get the appeal honestly i just for me i'm not educated on it like i would have to spend the time to kind of get into that and nerd out on that side of gaming as a hobby Mm -hmm. i've already got like my library built up on playstation and nintendo and Shoot, man, if I ever get an Xbox again, I've got a library built up on that as well. So, <laughs> If I ever. If. Acting like you won't. Yeah, I probably will at some point when PlayStation runs itself <laughs> into the ground. Which we'll talk about in a little bit. <laughs> or we can talk about right now, actually, if you want to. Sure. So yeah, PlayStation 5, or just Sony in general, uh, they're having a, a rough go this month. They basically had a, a board meeting or an investor call or something like that where one of the, the execs came out basically and said, hey, PlayStation's in its latter life cycle and we're Oof. not going to be re- not releasing any new major existing franchises until 2025. Ugh. Next That's fiscal year. <laughs> so incredibly blunt. And, you know, you got to appreciate the honesty, but that is... Just getting out ahead. Yeah. And today, 
they announced February 27th, they announced that they're laying off 900 people in most of their major first party teams, including like Naughty Dog and Insomniac. And yeah, that's this, just absolutely stunning. Their to me. best developers that have like been producing some of their like biggest titles. Arguably in the running for the best in the world. Like they're the best to do this. And it's not only like, oh, we're cutting back on teams. And like the first initial thought for that is like, oh man, they're making their team smaller. That sucks. But like you're create you're cutting creative talent. You're cutting like a workflow that is proven and a workforce that is proven to be like not just like successful, but like 90s on Metacritic, 90s on Open Critic, like also just like these staples in the games industry that have like made hugely influential you know yeah waves in the industry so it's a real bummer and And so you think playstation's going they're going down you're worried about playstation can you elaborate on this a little bit more yeah i think that i don't think they're actually going down (laughs) i think that they are in a really bad spot right now and i think that they're gonna have to figure something out with the way that triple a game development is right now and how long it takes for them to make their games, how much they're spending on each game. They've somehow ballooned a lot of, yeah, a lot of the budgets for these games are being released and it seems like they're kind of at the peak um, of the industry. Like they're spending as much as in any other triple a games, like more, much more than other triple a games, definitely much more than Nintendo spends on their triple a games for their budgets. And, you know, yes, they have, the best looking games of the industry, in my opinion, they have some of the best experiences in the industry, in my opinion, but at what cost, like the, the feed of games on the PS five has been such a slow drip that, um, you know, sometimes there's like six months where I just don't even play my PlayStation five and mm-hmm. I'm not really even like thinking about it at all. So I don't know, man, it's been, it's been pretty rough. And like, for me, like my favorite franchises are uncharted and the last of us. And we haven't really seen anything from those franchises on the PlayStation five. I mean, the last of us remasters and I know part one was technically like a brand new game, but man, it's just been a rough go. Do I think that they're not going to exist in the next 10 years? No, but I do think that, I don't know if it's Jim Ryan or, you know, the board of directors over there pushing them in one direction. I do think they're in a place right now where the next five to six years, they're going to be hurting for content because of their, uh, their two things. They pushed hard on games as a service. And I think mm-hmm. that is a go big that. or go home gamble business move where say you put 10 games as a service in uh, the pipeline, you know, only one of those may hit and become like a huge thing. And hell divers. Helldivers is big, yeah, but even that, like, who's to say that's going to have legs that's going to live on, you know? Like, these games as a service are supposed to live on for multiple years, right? And be Mm -hmm. a part of the gaming zeitgeist for a long time. And it's just impossible, I think, to, like, make that happen. It has to be, like, lightning in the bottle, and I don't know that you can manufacture that kind of success. So, yeah, uh, I just don't think it was a wise business decision. And, you know... To be fair, we don't know how much resources they poured into that, but from what we have heard, it seems like it was an awful lot. And then they're well, also pouring resources into VR, and that doesn't get enough <laughs> six, that doesn't get enough attention for how much of a complete S show that was. I mean, it yeah. was dead before launch, and everybody knew it. I mean, that was like a Virtual Boy failure. 
Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen numbers yet on the VR two, but um, I know it's not been, it's not been good. Like it hasn't been really like talked about much, so that tells me that it's not going great. <laughs> yes. Um, you made me think of something really quick though with like the idea of games as a service investing in that model in you 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 said this perfectly like it's like catching lightning in a bottle and you can't really manufacture that i think another thing to consider though is that games as a service require the player base to commit to a, a single game for a long time and if you're making multiple games as a service and if you like like what's what's the shelf life of that game supposed to be for each person they probably sat down and said okay if we can keep a player engaged in this game for at least six months then we'll make x amount of more dollars off of one person let's make 10 of these and we'll make tons more money doing that which i could see that being like a, a financial decision that made sense at the time but then I don't think what, what they factored into, and this is just me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not right. a games businessman's, I'm a marketing man's. <laughs> uh, they just, they didn't factor into burnout. Like people, people can really only handle like one games as a service at a time. And right. like, in, 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 if you do too much of that, you, you need like a palate cleanse. You need to go back to what you're like something else that is not that at all. So a better strategy for Sony. And I'm sure they're, they're already doing this and they kind of have this in some, some way still, but like do a games as a service, like hell divers. Sure. But then also pair that with one of your first party, first party blockbuster titles and right. just give people that healthy balance. It doesn't have to be like a ton of games every year. Like give us like four games a year, like four big games, like two games as a service two two big first, first party titles. And then like, that would be sufficient. I feel like for most people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, I wonder how much of PlayStation's player base is even into that kind of game because I come to PlayStation for these huge AAA experiences that are mostly narrative driven or open world. They're not games as a service. And that kind of type of game does not appeal to me right. at all. And I think there's a lot of people in my age demographic who grew up kind of the way I play games and you know, that's just not for them. And I do think there's some people like me who maybe will play a couple hours of a games as a service a week. And I've been that person with like, I guess you could classify like rocket league as that or yeah. Splatoon as that. So mm -hmm. I've jumped into a couple games, but I'm, I'm still like the type of guy who might put in like 20 to 40 hours over the course of two years on those games, you know? Right. Um, so it's just not, I don't know. I just feel like they missed the mark on that a little bit. Well, uh, I'll get her. I'll get us on the next board call, and we'll we'll give them some ideas. Yeah, that's a hey, good idea. Hey guys, <laughs> we got the answers. Okay, let us tell you how it's done. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to the next news item. IGN is forming a union, and they have. Really, all I need to say is this: uh, as of February twenty second, the IGN Creators Guild has been voluntarily recognized by Ziff Davis and IGN Management. Ziff Davis is the parent company of IGN. They own a whole bunch of other media outlets. Uh, but yeah, congrats. Cool. Congrats to the yeah. IGN team. That's pretty cool. When I saw this come out, I was like, oof, that's kind of sad. Because I know that there were some some layoffs at IGN. And I think they were just like seeing all the layoffs that happened in January to not yeah. just game developers, but also media outlets all across the nation. And, and they're like, yeah, we got to 
we got to button up. Let's just do go ahead and bite this bullet and make this happen. So it's crazy too because it, it kind of seems like it happens every five years at IGN. Like I've been IGN content consumer for like I mean since I was in high school, man. And you, you know you get like attached to some of these hosts. And, you do. You know and a lot editors, of the people who writers. make their their yeah. content, and it's such a shame to see some of them go and, and a lot of times it's voluntary like they're leaving somewhere else but it's always Nintendo. like Jose like Tina, Tina Amini yeah was a great uh, a great example like I loved hearing her on GameScoop every week and man I'm just I like GameScoop's where it's at first of all but yeah the, now the only games podcast <laughs> but a lot of their podcasts suffer like NVC I've listened to for 12 years but yeah the ho- after Jose Otero it was kind of like in the doldrums for a very long time mm-hmm. And you still had like awesome guest hosts like Zach Ryan and Brian and Pear, mm-hmm. but uh, they're in a good spot pair. again now. But yeah, the, so many of these networks, so many of these big sites know that talent is expendable and they know they can just hire a very talented person for much less money if they ever have to get rid of somebody. And it's sad the way that that works, but glad they got the union. That's That's good for them. Yeah. All right. Uh, Disney invests 1.5 billion in Fortnite maker Epic Games. This was uh, this came out of nowhere, kind of. Yes. Um, so this is a little excerpt I pulled out. The Walt Disney Company and Epic Games will collaborate on an all-new games and entertainment universe that will further expand the reach of beloved Disney stories and experiences. So. Uh, Let's just let's just take that line and give me give me one idea right off the top of your head, Landry, that you might have for a Disney and Epic collaboration where they can experience Disney stories and experiences. Dude, I'm thinking like like you have like a hub world, and so like rather than like it's like an extension of Disney Plus almost. Like you can just take an avatar and kind of walk around there, and like Ooh. oh, I want to go watch monsters inc today i'll go inside of this pixar theater and i can go hang out and see some of the characters from monsters inc and like walk into a theater and then like that's where i play the movie or something like that so it's like an interactive video experience i have no idea what they're doing with this when i saw one and a half billion dollars i was like holy crap that is a lot of money and i remember reading that like Sony and Lego invested a million dollars into Epic and they came out with like that Lego uh, Fortnite thing. Yep. It was like mm-hmm. those are pretty, pretty good returns for a million dollars. And I know I think if Xbox and Sony have told us anything, you can't buy success just by dumping a lot of money into it. But uh, the, those Disney's Imagineers trying. at Disney are, are pretty creative and pretty smart. Uh, Epic seems to know what they're doing with well, building a good infrastructure. So, so, when I saw this, my mind immediately first went to like the the in game concerts they've hosted, you know, with right. um, oh gosh, Lady Travis Gaga's Scott and stuff like recently, that. Right? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, tra- yeah Lady Gaga's hit. most recently. Yeah, so like the they music. can see the cross intersection between like you know entertainment and video games. People will play this video game, be in that world, and like experience it together with a whole bunch of people at the same time. So they're like we could use this to our advantage in different ways. Um, and I, you know, I don't know what they're going to put in there. Disney owns a lot Everything. of stuff. They own <laughs> ESPN. So technically yeah. they could even put like live sporting events 
in yeah. in Fortnite somehow. You know, like they could do all kinds of stuff with this. I'm I believe it's going to be more related to like they said the Disney stories and experiences. So like, right. I'm thinking they're going to try and encapsulate the Disney World experience in Fortnite. Like, hey, here's a th- mini theme park that you can go play around in, like ride some of these rides that are like one-to-one recreations of like what you would see in Disney world. And then, Hey, while you're here also like we're, we're premiering frozen three in Fortnite or something like that. Right. And I was like, dang, that would be, there's cool. a lot of possibility, a lot of potential. Um, and Disney, you know, they have a history with video games too. Like Disney interactive back in the day was not a terrible publisher. They put out a lot of crap, but they put out a lot of good stuff too. And then they had mm-hmm. another, I think they had another development partner, um, and maybe it was pure. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like, they put out some good, like arcadey games in the PS3 era. So, yeah. uh, you know, they, they could put something together. They could do it. They could do it. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. I don't think we have, I, I don't think we'll see any news from this in, for a while. I think the, the acquisition or like the, the partnership still has to like go through like legal stuff. So we'll see. Right. All right. Last two on the news docket for us. Nintendo partner showcase. Uh, that was okay. It was fine. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we saw uh, super, super monkey ball. The first one that's <laughs> come out in 10 years. That looked pretty good. I was excited about that. Yep. I agree. Um, Epic Mickey. That looks yeah. pretty cool. Pretty looks super that. cool. I think that game is going to, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people in, in the trailer. They said it's a faithful remake and I played that about a year ago, really just like the first two hours on Wii. And I was, absolutely stunned at the animation quality the yeah, art style good. and um like it played really well the one problem was it it really would just it wanted so badly to be a dual an- analog stick game to where you could control the camera and you there's no camera control in that game and that's what held it back like if you go back and read reviews it's it's the camera control it's it's absolutely garbage so if they can simply fix that, I think it will be a very good 3D platformer like Collectathon. Um, okay, that's going to remind people of you know the GameCube in 64 days. So excited about that! Uh, Fantasy Life, you put this one in here. You yeah, this? Um, great game on the 3DS. I never played it, but I've heard a lot about it, and I feel like it looks kind of fun. And I know it's got a huge cult following, so I think that could be an interesting, interesting game. Big win for them and then yeah penny's big breakaway i've been keeping my eyes on this one because it's yeah. like the first 3d platformer you know a la banjo kazooie mario 64 we've seen in a while it's got a lot right. of fun and colorful environments the platforming looks unique you know she's swinging around a yo-yo is that what it is and she yes. kind of like yeah. hook it on things and like grapple stuff so and it's yeah. from christian whitehead who um was one of the main developers uh, by of Sonic Mania, uh-huh. and before that, he worked on like recreating like some Sonic Three games, like kind of for the DIY community. Okay, um, and that's how Sega found him. I think that was all very anecdotal. You, you know, Google it, you'll get the real story. But um, <laughs> the real story. But yeah, I think that you know, there's pedigree with that game, and it kind of looks like uh, to me. I don't know if you ever had a Dreamcast, Jake, but mm-hmm. um, I yeah, I did too. And it, it looks like a Dreamcast game to me. And it does. It's not a era of games that's recreated very often, but just something about the color palettes that they're using. Very they're bright. very like, yeah, they're very bright. And a lot of times they almost look like they kind of clash, but uh, I'm okay with it. I like it. it <laughs> I like it. 
it looks fun. Uh, yeah. I, I'd really like to try that one. Yeah. So, $30, though, so I'm kind of hoping for a sale or a review because I haven't seen not bad. on it. 30 is not 30 bad. is not bad. You're right. If it's a great game, I'll, I'll definitely pay that. Come on. Come on. Eight and above. 30 bucks. That's not bad. Agreed. Um, and then today, we had the Pokemon Presents. Uh, this premiered at like 9 a.m. It was just like 12 minutes of Pokemon news. That's and, about all I could handle. And it, <laughs> <laughs> Ah, man. I, I don't know what it is. I really do think it's just me getting a little bit out of the demographic for Pokemon. And I know we're on yeah, a podcast sure. talking about video games and that's what Pokemon is. And it's one of my favorite games of all time, Pokemon red. Um, but anytime I see some of this new stuff, I'm just like a little bit just disinterested, you know, if I'm like, yeah, ah, I just can't really get into what you guys are trying to do now. Like, um, they had like the Pokemon sleep debut. They yeah, had all the like, mobile game stuff. They were trying to show us. And really the only thing is lifestyle brand thing. That's, they want Pokemon in your life and that's fine. Um, the only thing that looked cool to me, I don't know what you thought about this, but there was a Pokemon trading card game. Did you that see looks this? That looks pretty sweet. I was way I was way more interested in that than anything else. Right. I've not played the Pokemon trading card game in a while. I played the one on uh, Game Boy and then I played just the one in real life. But I do think like this idea and I think it will be done successfully or done well, is going to make them so much money. <laughs> yeah, I agree completely. I was just thinking, I was like, man, I think they're going to have a hit on their hands here. I will say one thing about Pokemon. The Pokemon company is they're very, they've got a lot of money and they can a make lot some of money. dang good commercials, man. That was, I thought that was a really good, yeah. well-advertised game too. You get and what two... was interesting, it wasn't kids that they were hitting. They were like no. hitting like 20-year-old demographic folks. So, yep. So the Pokemon, like the Pokemon trading card game and like collecting is still huge in like younger younger communities, but still what, big in, with like thirty year old dudes too. Yes, they, they're pretty much spend the drop the big money on opening it, so. packs. Just spent twenty thousand dollars in this unopened box of Pokemon cards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, like so you get two free packs to open per day. It comes out twenty twenty four. And you know that there's going to be a way to buy more packs, like hundred <laughs> percent, yeah. And I just don't, I don't. Oh man, yep. it's a it's a digital card. It's just a it's just a digital version of their cards that they're you just hunt selling. Those yeah. shinies though, or what? Literally what holographic, almost zero cost to them. There's no manufacturing cost anymore <laughs> to these cards. No shipping. They just have the design. They already have the designs. They already have the digital designs of these cards. They're just uploading the high res PNGs to this phone game. <laughs> Did you catch the one card where, like, the one type of card where you can actually like go into the card and like see the environment? That's yes, pretty cool. that is kind of cool. Like you can see the backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, right. I don't know. I, I mean, I'll if it's, I'll check it out. I'll check it out because I'm yeah, like, it's I, I free. will probably check that one out as well. Two free packs a day. That's all I need. I'm not going to be buying stuff in here. Like, I just want to see what's going on play some Pokemans and then uh, get out of there. But good for them. That's cool. And then the biggest news was at the very end, let we get, we're getting a new, the next main Pokemon franchise entry is a legends game uh, in the same, you know, styling as legends Arceus or Arceus, however you pronounce it. Uh, Z dash a. Um, Finally got uh, Pokemon Z. It's been however many years in the making. I remember, yeah. You know, all the rumors were that Pokemon X and Y were going to have that Pokemon Z follow up and it never came. So here it is. What well, I know it's completely different, but. Uh, yeah, supposedly it's the Kalos, Kalos region. I don't know. Every, a whole bunch of other Pokemon folks know like what this means. I don't know what it means. 
Um, this was this was on Twitter today. Someone was saying Pokemon Legend Z set in Kalos Mega Evolutions. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. I don't know much about the lore of Pokemon. All I know is that I could not play Arceus. Arceus. Uh, I know it got like some good reviews and stuff. I'm not a guy that cares about frame rate or like muddy graphics very much. <laughs> that game ran so poorly. It's the only game that I can ever remember. Just like basically selling almost immediately. Cause I was like, I, I played it for, I, I said almost me. I played it for like 15 hours and I was just like, I have no desire to continue this. It looks so trash. It, it gets worse as you, as the game goes on, actually. So the the first regions are like pretty bare bones. I got like to the second region. I think, not bad, where, but where yeah, it. when you get into the more like intricate levels, I notice it even more. Like Dude. the birds that would be like flying in the background, like it, it's almost like stop motion. They'd be like tick 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 tick, just like it's moving. Just like, <laughs> like oh, it's just wow. unacceptable. And so Beautiful. I never even bought Scarlet and Violet. And yeah, normally Scarlet, I'll buy a Pokemon better. game, even if I don't play it. To be honest, hot trash yeah I, trash i remember hey, hearing your takes on that they're waiting until 2025 to release this one so here's the hope at least oh are, you're talking about legends yes yeah and this is so, and this is the first time they've skipped like a year to like develop a game so big on yeah. the pokemon company to do that so hopefully they launch it and it runs well we'll see yeah maybe Just the trading time. card game can hold them over i'm sure that'll be a success well, they're probably waiting for the Switch, too, honestly. They're like, yeah, we'll just wait. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump over into on other news. Big game releases and their receptions. I'll just kind of run through these. Persona 3 Reload, 89. People like this. Are you going to pick this one up, you think? Ah, probably not. I'm going to work through Persona 5 for the rest of my life, I think. <laughs> and that'll be good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I like I like it. I just, you know, can only handle so many 100-hour RPGs. (sighs) So much. And we got Final Fantasy around the corner. Speaking of, not yet. Uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, 62. And uh, not great. Not great. Just Just a whole mess of games as a service. Kind of what we were talking about. Started out gross, man. With some neat ideas, I'm sure, and it just it just fell apart at the seams. And yeah, actually, everyone. I would argue that the first idea was a terrible one, and that is like, <laughs> let's not make another Batman game. Like, we've been really awesome at this one thing, and let's make a Suicide Squad one. I I just to me the Suicide Squad is just completely uninteresting. I don't yeah. like the preface of any of the stories, but I've already yeah. talked about that before. So yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad. It, this yep. this game's gonna. Hey, go down. the good news is, I was gonna say the good news is, is like now Rocksteady can go and like make another great game, but it's a games as a service, so they probably have to just like continue developing this until <laughs> Warner and Brothers ever. decides to axe it. So forever and ever. Gracious. The upside of Suicide Squad is, uh, I sort of have like a loose connection that actually works works at Rocksteady, and he I think helps with like the environment design and stuff. And everyone said that cool. the environment and like the way the game looks is amazing. Like the cutscenes, oh, sure. everything else looks really, really good. It's just dead. There's like, there's no, yeah, like the, the the whole like mission structure and the world, like in terms of like actual a- AI or just computer. computer it's so wild too, because they're such a strong development team. I just wonder, like, my head can't go or help but go to a place like where they dragged kicking and screaming to develop this 
project? Like, was it not something they wanted to do? Like, how can you turn out a product like that with... I mean, they've been working on it for a while. And Suicide Squad at the time was probably hot. And they're like, well, we can probably get it. We can probably pull this out and it'll be a pretty fun game. But... Right. Eesh. Eesh. <laughs> yep. Helldivers 2. I, I think this might even be higher or if that's the actual rating right now on, on Open Critic, 83. Um, this game has been a ton of fun. I'm going to speak to it personally. I've been playing it. It's a blast. Uh, basically, it's uh, Starship Troopers and a whole bunch of other like pop culture references just smashed together. But basically, you're just some space rangers running around shooting bugs and robots with uh, three other friends. And you're calling in airstrikes and grenade launchers dropping down out of the sky. And you're going to different planets and liberating them for democracy. <laughs> and uh it's just it's a ton For of fun, democracy man. yes that sounds uh that sounds pretty great uh to be honest it is pretty fun it is a ton of fun i initially wasn't sure on it because i played the first one it was a i think it made a ps plus game it was a cross it was. play PS I, had, Vita. I had it i did not like it very much yeah it like, yeah top down I'm, i just like yeah this is okay like i just, it just it's not really hooking me but this is third person now and it just it just I don't know. It's got legs. There's just a lot of things you can upgrade and work towards. There's different things you can earn when you're in the map. Um, and it just, it honestly looks really good. Uh, I have not heard anyone say anything but positive things about it, excluding performance issues. Like, oh, I can't get in tonight. That kind of thing. That's right. been happening a lot on Twitter. Stuff. Like, the server's down. Totally, fi- totally fixed now. And I think that's why cool. the scores are lower than they are. But, like, yeah. I hate when reviewers dock things for, like, technical performance. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. The, this, it sucks because the developer had no idea it was going to be this much of a big hit. Like this is the yeah. first PS5 and PC day and date release. Um, yeah, and it's been a huge success. They're like, "Holy smokes, uh, we got to buy more servers. Everything's breaking. This is insane." I think it's only growing in most con- like concurrent players over time. Like most of the time, That's awesome man. I think I was hearing Justin Davis said there's like most time on Steam it like it'll peak at the very beginning and then like drop right after that. But like this one's just continued to like slowly increase as the the weeks have gone on. How exciting uh, for them. It's, I it's can't broken imagine. the records for like, I think most concurrent on steam or, or something like that. It's nuts. Cool. Well, I might have to pick that one up. Check maybe it out, get, man. Maybe I can drop in with you. Shoot some bugs. Yeah. Dive, diving in <laughs> hell diving. All right, Skull and Bones. Ooh, 61. <laughs> Lower than Suicide Squad. Um, wow, that, you know, that's shocking. Not great. You know, it's it's just unfortunate because I think when this idea was was hatched, it was a good idea. When they first were like, let's make a just a shit battle game. Like, that'll be this cool. It's kind of like a follow-up to Black Flag, right? Yep. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Like 20... Which came out forever ago. 23. 11 2012 13 14 something sometime around there yeah it's been a minute and yeah. um ps3 release Ooh. and i just you know eve gamo guillermo called this a quadruple a game <laughs> and maybe it is maybe it is in terms I, of like resources and stuff they have going on behind the scenes but um it just it just came out to a, a whole lot of nothing and it makes me sad but i'm glad they got it out after all this time yeah, I'm I'm glad they were able to ship it. I'm glad they stuck with it. I thought that's cool for Ubisoft to do that because it seemed like there was never really any hype for this game at any point. So <laughs> just commit. Or we're, we're still doing it. We're getting committed. this ship game out. Hey, that gives me hope for um 
Oh, wow, man. I'm completely blanking. That's how long it's been. Game on PS2 and GameCube that I liked a lot. And they were going to make a new one. Space Eternal battle. Darkness? Oh, I don't know. Pigs. Oh, yes. Beyond Good and Evil. Yes, Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah. Yes. Uh, makes me hopeful that they will actually go through Space with making battle that. pigs. <laughs> we haven't seen a lot in that game. That that actually looked really cool when they showed it that. I was like, I'm into cool. this. And the first game was awesome. Oof. Um, yeah, I just... Oh, man. I, I think uh, it kind of goes back to this like this this quote that we pulled from our, our other discourse. But uh, Square Enix said that more and more games either c- crash and burn or find big success. Right. And I think this is a case of that where it's like they they already knew it wasn't it was going to crash and burn, and they were just like, well, we already have all this out and this money invested. Let's just go ahead and push it out and just see what happens. And maybe maybe it'll find a second life, kind of like Rust did uh fortnite did um like there's 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 ways that they could turn this into something else um, yeah. if they put more time into it but i'm sure i don't know if they will we'll see they have so many hits and so many failures too like i mean immortals phoenix rising was another one that looked cool it just didn't yeah. quite get you know its legs under it and um kudos to them for continuing to try to innovate because it seems like in you know the video games space especially triple a it's just you know, new sequels to already established IP, but they're trying yep. it and it's tough. We're heading the it's way tough. of Hollywood, just sequels, sequels on sequels and prequels. Yep. And then last, speaking of sequels, Final Fantasy seven rebirth 93 right now in open critic, yeah. uh, Oof, man, people love it. People yes. love it. Yes, they do. And I'm excited. I think, when, I think, are you going to pick it up? Um, not like day of or anything. I'm in the middle of Final Fantasy 16, slowly chipping away at that. Yeah. Um, I, I will probably play it at some point in 24. Get a, <laughs> get into the conversation. I need to finish remake this the first one. Same. In this, in this, uh, Same. That's well, my so. next game that I really want to like pour time into. Uh, maybe over spring break. I'm not. I, I don't gotta, have much to go on 16. So I got about like. 20 hours in i think and then i I looked up how long to beat and i was like oh like 80 hours i was like oh boy what for final fantasy seven remake i think so maybe i was mistaken i thought it was 30 uh that'll be be terrible if it's 30 then that's great then we're close (laughs) yeah i think it's 30 ish (laughs) okay i don't think it's a very big game all right we'll see from for rpg standards yes now maybe completion stuff yeah all right, let's jump into this last section. Interesting, funny bits, online discourse. So there was rumors of a new PlayStation handheld in development. This comes from WCCF Tech. But other than just... just I'm not even going to read the, the specs on this because this is just ridiculous. But is, is there a world in which we could have a, a another handheld PlayStation um, device? Yes, I think so. Do you want that? I think that? it'd be really interesting. Um, what'd you say? Do you want that? Not really. I mean, not unless it's going to play PlayStation 5 games. Um, <laughs> like, I don't want them to split their... Obviously, they can't even handle supporting one console. So I don't want them to split their studios up between two consoles. That seems absurd. So. Damn. You heard it here first. Later coming down with the hard dad advice. You can't even handle this, all right? I can't give you more responsibility. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's true though. It's true. Like I love the PS Vita. Um, I love handhelds. They're a great yeah, way too. for parents to be able to try and fit in gaming. Um, 
I even I think more and more about buying the PlayStation Portal because I'm like, man, I would love to play some PlayStation stuff right now, like more Helldivers. Dude, yeah, uh, the idea of the Portal seems so cool. If it would work for me, I would be into it. Yeah, bad Wi-Fi. That's right. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but uh, I, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I I love handhelds. I think if the, if another developer, uh, you know, I think there was rumors of Xbox considering one as well with their like Game yep, Pass cloud stuff going. <laughs> I think if I would, if there was one that I'd prefer, I would prefer PlayStation to make one because I just think, I I think their kit, their tech is generally better uh, when it comes out. So we'll see. But um, did you catch the orchestra, the Legend of Zelda Orchestra concert on the, I the night? I did not. I forgot. I, I had it like saved on YouTube and I just forgot to go back and play it. Was yeah. it rad? It was cool, man. It really was. I've I, watched one of them before on YouTube. Yeah, I think um, if you've missed like not being able to go in person to these concerts, this is a great way to just listen to it. And they Man. they kind of hit all the the bangers across the board. It's only like forty minutes long. It's really good. Check it out. Check I it would out. love, 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 love to go to one of those. I heard no Wind Waker, no Twilight Princess, which is a bummer because those are like two of my favorite. I think soundtracks. there's. I can't remember. I honestly I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know what's in this one, um, but. Still some good stuff in there. You'll appreciate it. Cool. I'll appreciate it. Very cool. All right. So that kind of uh, ends our news segment, Landry. We have a new little fun thing we'll do at the end of the news segment here. And this was your idea. I like this. Uh, we're going to give one company the horse armor trophy for the month. <laughs> Being the company that has had just the worst PR <laughs> news cycle for the yeah, month. Just like horrible press this year. And, you know, the beginning of really up until... I don't know, mid-February, uh, you thought for sure Xbox was going to take it. And then Nintendo, like all the rumors started coming out, like Nintendo's not going to come out with a console this year, their stock prices are falling. And then PlayStation just comes and drops a bomb, like we're not <laughs> making games anymore. Not, not, they didn't say that, but like we're not going to release <laughs> any games this time. year. Uh, so, I, and then they cut 900 employees today so i think that we got to give this one to playstation this month man i think i think playstation is the is the winner of the first ever bitcast horse, horse armor tro- horse armor horse. trophy <laughs> wonderful i need to add some cheering noises to that one Ta-da! <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> Something like that work some editing magic on that yeah good luck to our contestants next month we'll <laughs> hopefully we'll we look forward to awarding the horse armor trophy to the developers next week all right I don't know. So I've, I've been pulling these lists from just Game Informer, Polygon, just trying to pull these in. And these, I think these are up to date. I think this is this is what we got looking at for March. And some of this is looking pretty good. Some of it's not looking so good. I could have sworn that freaking Thousand Year Door was coming out this month. When is that coming out? I don't think it's re- announced, man. Thousand Year Door. Hold on. Remake. Oh, early 2024. Okay, never mind. All right. Okay. They may, they may push it back. We'll see. I hope not, but we'll see. All right. So, did you you didn't add Snufkin in here? Did you Snufkin Melody? No. Moomin Valley? Yeah, that, you <laughs> must have seen Yeah, that must have been right after the Nintendo Direct. I just talked I'd accidentally left that one in there. Okay. So, Unicorn Overlord on March 8th coming to all consoles, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox Series X. 
Um, Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. This is kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Pretty much all consoles on the 14th. Hi-Fi Rush coming to PS5 on the 19th. Oh, man. I didn't. That's a quick turnaround. Very cool. Here it is. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West coming to PC on the 21st. Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh, PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, March 22nd. I'm interested. Princess Peach, Peach Showtime Switch, Not March 22nd. Not interested. <laughs> Rise of the Ronin PS5, March 22nd. South Park Snow Day, PC, PS5, Switch, Xbox Series X, March 26th. And Pepper Grinder, PC, Switch, March 28th. I put that one in because I like that game. Cool. Yeah, that game looks sweet. I put it on my uh, fantasy draft. Oh, did you really? It looks so um, good. It just looks like a game that's going to be good. It does. Uh, yeah, I could, I could see that one scoring well. So yeah, of uh, of the month, what's what's your game of the month next week? There or next? Sorry, what's your game of the you're looking forward to the most for March? I I got to go with Hi Fi Rush, man. That that yeah. game. Mark has been talking about it all last year. <laughs> it looks sweet. It looks you right up my shut alley. Shut up about that game. I. I like rhythm games sometimes, and sometimes I don't. But uh, just the art style and everything else around it, I'm definitely willing to give this one a shot. Yeah, same here. Hi-Fi Rush looks great. I'm excited about that one. I've been wanting to play it, and this is a great way to do it. And I just am curious about Princess Peach Showtime. I want to see how that one lands. Everything I've seen so far has kind of... Uh, like each time I see some some new gameplay, I'm like, this looks like a Mario Party game. Like this looks like it could be fun, but not that much fun. Like a a, a real good seven out of ten game. And I'm just <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, I mean, I've been burned by Kirby too many times to <laughs> pick one of these things up. That's just it does look like for a younger audience, and I may get it for my son sometime. I don't know. Um, I will say the the latest Kirby game was really good though. That was pretty good. Forgotten. Oh worlds. yeah, yeah. I I did get that, and it was great. Yeah, I, I'm curious about Princess Peach. I'm curious about Dragon's Dogma, and Rise of the Ronin, and mm-hmm. Pepper Grinder. So, mm-hmm. yeah, all big studios really making those games. Um, and then yeah, Pepper Grinder. I'm looking forward to. I hope I hope that lands well. Um, also because it's on my fantasy draft. So we'll see. <laughs> you can subscribe to our shared Google Calendar linked in the show notes to stay up to date on the game releases that we. are think oh, sorry we think are worth sharing so check those out all right let's jump over to the game of the month club i'm excited to hear your thoughts on this one landry <laughs> so for january slash february the whole month of february we are playing golden sun because it was just released on nso and then landry and i you know i had already been playing an analog pocket landry you played on nso i'm assuming yes i did okay and um yeah so let's uh let's go through some highs what what, what are your highs on uh, golden sun the sprite art is awesome man yep. i i love the way the game looks i thought it was great little crt filter on the switch made it look even more crisp and yep. uh clean i thought that um i like the chunky characters like w- during the fight scenes like they're they're big they're in your face mm-hmm. i like that that's a matter of preference um and I really liked the dun- some of the dungeons in the game. I thought they were cool little RPG dungeons, like some light puzzles, nothing too intense. I'm thinking mostly about the tree dungeon. That's one of the first dungeons of the game. Yeah. 
Um, Falling through the floors, kind of doing some Zelda yeah, stuff there. That was kind of fun. Some cool little puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, 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 love that you can like collect the gin. Is it, how mm-hmm. do you pronounce that? Yeah, gin. Gin? Yeah. Gins uh, around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of reminded me of like collecting some of the summons in Final Fantasy IX. Um, I like that you can explore the overworld and like there's a payoff there for that. So yep. there's some of the highs that I have for the game. Yeah, same same as me. Some of the highs I would be, uh, yeah, the, the the gin and the combat system. The way you can kind of pair, like if you pair a certain person with the gin, they'll take on that like element or like that style of fighting or like class. Yeah, that's and pretty cool. They get different move sets based on what you assign to them or like attach to them. And I think that like it made combat a little more interesting because if you really wanted to like spec your character out, you could, um, you know, I looked up a guide to see like which ones people would recommend assigning Jin to. I was like, like which one? Like, like yeah, you can kind of tell in the game, they sort of give you like hints at like, Oh, like Isaac is a Jupiter, blah, blah, blah. And, um, I forget the girl's name right now, but she comes with like the water gin. So, uh, that, that much is fun. I think, um, yeah, really just like the dungeons are are like the better the better parts of the game like actually getting into the dungeons and fighting stuff like that's fine the puzzles are simple but right very like very nostalgic very like reminiscent of like this kind of rpg where it's like they couldn't do much but like what they did here was pretty clever and kind of fun so yeah yep now lows do you want to start us off on the lows you want to i'll start with the lows um this game is really talky um that intro is super long it really took it it's all timer on like the worst way to start the game i think i've I've ever played it's not good it's not good and it makes you just go up and down and back and down and up and down over and over and over again in that city that that beginning town like 16 times it's also like the worst designed town in that I it's played horrible i didn't play the whole game it's hard it's, to like get around like you don't know like which way you're supposed to go to like get yeah, down like to an area not visually it's not appealing because all the houses are like stacked on top of each other yes it's just very strange yes. uh very strangely designed town limited limited to what they could do probably at the time with uh technology but yeah it really felt like uh you were in the same area a lot of the times and it wouldn't be clear. Like even in the dungeons, there's areas where there's like a little slide, you know, you can slide down a little dirt mound and like go down a level. I had a it's, hard time seeing where it's those hard were. to see those. It's like, hard to see those in the game. The and first like, time that you come across that, it's like, I think it's leaving the tree dungeon and you're like yes. going back through the little water area. I thought and it I was stuck back and forth. The <laughs> yeah. barrier like six times. Same like, year. What am I supposed to do? And then I just like, I guess just intuition. I just like hugged the neck of the curb of the tree. And then I, I eventually fell and I was like, Oh, there's like three little skid marks there. Yeah. <laughs> it really is like a skid mark. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's just really bad visual design. Yeah. That, um, that's a low, um, the overworld also like when you go outside of towns, if you yeah. like, they just, there it's, it's very bland <clears throat> and it is bland there's not much to do other than like try to find the next place to go. And it's kind of also, it's like, it's kind of annoyingly designed again, because it's like, like they'll give you these red herring routes. And it's like, man, 
I don't want to walk all the way to the end of this peninsula just to see Nothing. that where I actually need to go is all the way over here. That's yep. kind of frustrating too. The dungeons do that to you also. They'll give you yeah. like three split pathways and then like one goes to nothing and then the other ones go to like where you're supposed to be going. Like, why would you put this in here? Like, why, right. is this, why did you do this? It's, yeah. It's just to extend, I guess, like you're going to level up more if you go the wrong way, but you're also just kind of like, more to monsters. me, it's kind of annoying. It's like, uh, I don't want to fight more monsters right now. I just want to keep playing the game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think the, like the kit leveling system is pretty decent. Like you go to a town and they have like artifacts that have some special abilities. You can buy those and equip them. I think the inventory management system is also kind of trash. Like yeah, having to like give items to a specific person and like they do, you have to do that in dragon quest a lot too. And that's not my favorite. Yeah. It's not the best. Not yeah. the worst. You can at least sort. You can sort by like items that are equipped so you know like what's equipped and what's not and you can sell things or move them around. Um, I I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, it's a good game. I haven't beaten it yet. I, I have probably like maybe five hours to go. Um, I, I would not call it a good game personally. <laughs> I, w- I would be willing to say that it is okay. I understand how like you get your GBA at launch and you have nostalgia for it because there are some good qualities to it. And you know, you're playing it for the first time on a portable system with those, the beautiful sprite art that can like kind of push you through. But Mm -hmm. I I think as far as like 16 bit RPGs go, like between the SNES and the GBA, there's just so many better options. And I've, I've not played the sequels to golden sun and they may get considerably better, but, um, yeah, this one, it's just, for me, the the dialogue is so terrible, and it's just always present. I feel like I'm always talking to somebody or trying go, to get go, through go, it. Go, 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 yeah. go, 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 and, go, 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 the other big thing for me is, like, I never, uh, every time I played Golden Sun, I was kind of dreading it, you know? Like, <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm going to play Golden Sun because it's Game of the Month. Oh, but I'm so not, sorry. No, no, I'm glad. Like, I'm, I, I'm having a good time talking about it right now. But it's just it to me. I would give it uh, probably. To be honest, is a little harsh, but I probably give it a five out of ten. Five out of ten. Oh man. Okay. I Maybe think a I'd, six. Maybe a six. I think I'd probably give it closer to like a seven. Like it's it's just it's good. It's it's a it's a good game. Now it, is, it doesn't it feels more like an okay time. game. It feels more yeah. like an okay game. You're right. It feels more like a six out of ten because yeah. of, because of just like how long it takes to, to, to like to do stuff, and there's not a lot of satisfying story happening there you know it's like right. yeah we're just we're just chasing these people around i guess trying to figure out where my sister is or something like that and this, this dude's sister is yeah i think i think a six is where i'll land as well yep yeah all right six out of ten golden sun sorry parker deal i know you're a big fan of golden sun you can tell us why we're wrong and we'll <laughs> read it out on the show and so with that february's game of the month sorry march's game of the month so you're going to play this in March, and we'll talk about it in March at the end. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. If you act now, you can get it for like <laughs> super cheap on PS5. It's either two ninety nine or three ninety nine with Rondo of Blood. Uh, yeah, you can get it elsewhere. Graphic sixteen game. I know this game is good. I know it's like everyone's favorite. So I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I've played a little bit of it on one of my emulators uh but i'm excited to like fully dive in and play it on you know just a, a proprietary playstation software yeah It'll be nice. yeah so something about emulated games man and you just kind of feel 
like you're not getting the full experience even it wasn't the original hardware you know like right just it needs to be on this hardware and 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 we're going to feel that a little bit with ps5 you know it's going to be emulated there as well but right but it's an official emulate you know that you're not going to get like i'll never forget the time i was playing chrono trigger and i had like 20 hours into it and then my rom was like corrupted (laughs) like i couldn't get through one part because i went into a cave and it was pitch black and there's like oh uh, it's very frustrating, but I, I went back and played Chrono Trigger on the Wii emulator, and that never happened. So best way to play, apparently, the Wii emulator, good stuff. All right, well, I'm looking forward to that one. So yeah, we'll talk about that in March. Um, play along with us if you'd like, and we will include your thoughts. Last one, everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite time, you know, and <laughs> in, in the podcast. Name that excited. game music. The excited. hit game, name that game music, where I play music from a video game and contestants earn points by guessing the correct game and moment or level slash area. So five points for the game, five points for level slash area if they get that right. So I'm going to play this first one. Hopefully it works. And uh, Landry, I hope you get this one. Hit me with the bops. All right. I'm going to delete this first one so I don't confuse myself. Here we go. <laughs> Man, this is Kokiri Forest, Ocarina of Time. <laughs> oh, that might be a record. That was so fast. <laughs> that is well like done. one of my most cherished songs, probably, of all time. All right, good. Glad you got that one. Um, I, I, I picked one that I knew starting out it would be a little bit easier for you. I was like, he'll get this one for sure. Yeah, okay. All right, great oh, job. You have 10 points so far. Let's uh, start with the next, next one. so familiar how long do i get oh i'll I'll let it play i'll let it play i'm thinking ps1 era Mm -hmm. thinking final fantasy let let it let it play you might you might pick it up in a second there's like a there's like a drum beat that comes in okay if it helps i'll give you a hint here nintendo oh it's nintendo okay Man, where are those drums? <laughs> it's, it's so a if we're at Nintendo, we're probably in the GameCube or N64 era. No, maybe this is Super Nintendo. You were. You were. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, so, I'm like so drawing a blank. I'm going to guess. I know you've heard it. I know you've heard I it. I know you've I've played it. it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to guess chrono trigger okay <laughs> no, any, any any guesses of where it's at like oh what like what what uh the actual yeah area level uh no a title screen no title that's screen. wrong no because it's got the clock hold on let me go back let me go back uh I, i'm just gonna guess final fantasy 3 and i'm gonna guess that it is the opening scene Oh man, Landry, double double miss on that one. That uh, is Metroid Prime. Oh my gosh, I played that like last year. What is wrong with me? That, that was is... GameCube, but 
Dude, it's so weird. Fendrana. It sounds so different on the Switch remaster. Fendrana drifts. That's like the snow level, the snow yeah, area. So it's awesome on the Switch remaster. If you would have Dude. said snow area Metroid Prime, I would have given you the ten points. Um, <laughs> if you had gotten it exactly right, I would have given. <laughs> but you did not. Oh, sorry, bro. Off. Sorry, bro. Off. All right. Well, I'll play a little ant noise for that one. Yeah. Uh, but so sad. Track three. Here we go. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm feeling at home here. <laughs> this is, this is right now. It's feeling like Kingdom Hearts. It's feeling like uh, the intro to Kingdom Hearts. Well, but it, it, could it be? You already got it. The that island. Was it. Yeah. Okay, that was cool. it. You got it. <laughs> All right. You, you already got it. Nice. Well done, brother. Hey, twenty points. Out of out of a total thirty, not bad. Not bad. I'm really disappointed with myself with the Metroid thing. Hey, it was really like what was getting me was the, um, I don't know, like the reverb on that mix is just like so mm-hmm. outlandish. I, GameCube sound is so much worse than I remember it being. <laughs> like, well, in 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 your defense, I'm playing these on this video like service that we're using to like record this podcast so it could be coming through sounding like absolute garbage on your end i have no idea what it sounds like there's just like absolutely no lower end tones whatsoever it's it was very treble forward so Mm, mm. uh, it's all good you know that i still should have gotten that one i still should have gotten that one hey hey you know you live you live and you learn you'll never forget fender on drifts ever again no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. <laughs> Matt Ensman will be very disappointed in you. He's a he, he'll probably know that one in like two seconds. He's like, and oh, that's yeah, so drama. fair. Yeah, that's he so loves fair. he freaking loves that Dude. that track. All right. Well, uh, unfortunately, y'all, that is the end of our podcast. Landry, uh, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I appreciate you and your your wisdom, your hot takes. <laughs> thank you, Jake. It's been fun. And I look forward to it, man. Every I look, month, I look forward to playing some Symphony of the Night next. Dude, month. That's gonna be fun. That's man. gonna be a, that's gonna be a good one to revisit. I'm I think. to be texting you about that just to it's see. Gonna score higher than a six out of ten. See I how guarantee you. I think it will be. I think I think it will. You're right, uh, listeners. You know what did you think of just February in general? What was your what was your biggest news takeaway? What was what was your personal horse armor trophy? That you'd like to award to to somebody. Kind of hope we have less news <laughs> next month. To be honest, that was a gauntlet. We're in trouble. We need to probably cull some of these lists and just cut down to the brass tacks. But we had to, there was some big stuff. There was some big stuff. True. Uh, ask questions and send emails to bitcast at bitblogist.com. And until next time, this has been Bitcast. Thanks for tuning in. Talk about some stuff.